All right, how you guys doing today? This is Jason and Angel. We're getting back with we Focus Marriages. And hey, it's been a while. Been right? a long while. Yeah, but we've been busy though. We've been busy with, you know, summer vacation, family time. We're just busy with couples in general. And then um, at work. And at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been kind of quite busy. But we want to take time out today to come and just to share something with you guys that has been truly um a big topic that we've recognized that we feel like should be shared, and that's being fruitful and multiplying through your relationship. Uh, many times when people hear and see that in the Bible, they think that being fruitful and multiplying as it relates to couples means having children. Well, that's part of it, but when you really want to know and truly what the under what the purpose of marriage is truly all about, it's not just being fruitful and multiplying as far as having children, but it's being fruitful and multiplying as it relates to you being an example to others. And that's other what we couples. Want, other couples. So that's but, what we're talking about right now. Yeah, but couples. actually, it's not even just other couples. It's People. being an example to your children, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times... But that's the first line of contact. Yeah. And how we are or as... Point of contact. How, how we are as couples in our relationship has a true reflection on how our children will end up being in relationships as they get older. Because even when we're ministering to couples, how often do I we I would ask, agree and disagree. Okay, hold that, and then I'll make this statement, and then we want to come back to that. Okay. So how often do we hear when we ask the questions about child, you know, coming up as a child, the root of your um, mm-hmm. upbringing and those types of things that so many couples say, uh, talk about traumatic experiences that they've experienced in their parents' relationship. Mm-hmm. Growing up in a single or household. What they saw. Yeah, what they saw. Or mm-hmm. I saw my father, you know, do this to my mother or treat her like this or vice versa. My mother treat my dad like this. Mm-hmm. Those were true living examples right there in the household. Mm-hmm. And for you all who are out there listening today, as a couple, Realize and know and understand that what you're doing as a husband and wife right now is a reflection and a mirror of what your children are taking on and what they're going to experience and it's going to impact their lives what as they, they move forward. What they could possibly experience. What they could possibly experience. Because we did, to your point, because what we did was in a conference yesterday and one guy shared on how what he experienced and what he saw in his dad mm-hmm. motivated him of what not to do. Right. So that that's why means, I said yeah. you could possibly. It doesn't necessarily mean that they will have the same outlook or experience because that's like people growing up not having anything. Some of those people grow up and still don't have anything. Like they grew up as a child not having anything, mm-hmm. and they grow up and they're an adult and still don't have anything. But that's a choice. Then you there have you go. some. Good point. I like that. Yeah. Then you have, yeah, you have some that grew up that way and say, oh, when I get older, I'm never going to be that way. Because they made a choice. Yeah. They made a choice to say, I'm going to work my tail off to make sure I don't experience the life I experienced as a child. Absolutely. So that's why I say it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. So, so where we're coming from now is let's help the next generation. Let's help our children. Let's help other singles let's help other couples make the right choice mm-hmm. in saying that hey I've seen a model of what marriage is supposed to look like through my mom and dad mm-hmm. so therefore I'm going to choose 
to take what they have created as a model and build upon that. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you guys a couple of scriptures because hey, my wife, she always says, you know, we got to base it off some scriptures. So yes. we'll give some scriptures. So when you look at, I give you three scriptures. One is Genesis chapter one, verse 28. Mm-hmm. It talks about being fruitful and multiplying. Then we look at the great commission mm-hmm. that God said that we need to go into all the world and make, make disciples. disciples. And right. making disciples, we're not talking about from an individual standpoint. We're talking about being disciples as it relates to your marriage. Right. See, the whole point of all this is your marriage is just not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about the two of you. So when you get, as a couple, when you get a revelation of the Great Commission, when you get a revelation of what it means to be fruitful and multiplying, then when you look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it talks about how go, the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. They're not talking about just preaching the gospel as it relates to Bible verses, this, that, and the other. It's really talking about talking about the things of God, even as it relates to being married, being single, the way God has ordered it to be. Mm-hmm. That's what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting back to is your marriage is not just about you. We get so many couples who are going through different things, you know, in their lives. And like, well, I just can't do it. And you're quitting too soon. And they're basing everything off of their own individual victory versus the team. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when you quit, the team loses. Mm-hmm. What does a team lose? The team loses out on unity. The team loses out on a positive example. If family. Nothing, family. If nothing else, fight for your marriage so your children, your children's children can know how to fight for their marriages and their situations and their lives when it comes up. Because conflict will always be. Conflict will always be. I love the scriptures where even in Hebrews chapter 11, and really this is what the Bible is all about is that it has it gives us various examples of different situations that have taken place in the days of old mm-hmm. but guess what guys we're in a new generation right now and our children and our children's children unfortunately they're not grasping you know the the, the stories of moses right and noah's ark and you know that type of stuff mm-hmm. they need something to hold on to in this modern day and time. They need to talk to them in a modern day way. Exactly. And that's the way you can reach and them. And who better to teach them in a modern day way than you as a parent. Mm-hmm. You as a married couple. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. So get away from your selfish feelings. Get away from your selfish accolades and those types of things. And fight for your relationship, if nothing else, so that your children can have an internal example of what it means to be in a home where a husband and wife dwells together in unity. And they can also see you when you when you disagree. They can have they can see they can be around when you have disagreements. And see how you come out of these disagreements. Mm-hmm. I know Angel and I, we do that a lot. Like we don't run to our bedrooms every time there is a disagreement or whatever. We're going to talk about it right here. We use everything that we do in our household as a lesson learned. It's a Mm -hmm. teaching moment. Yeah, because we don't never, we're not escalating our voices to a point where, you know, our kids think we're hostile or something. We're not not cussing each other out. We don't cuss each other out. We're not putting our hands on each other. We don't put our hands on each other. And so... We don't don't disrespect each other. We try to choose choice words when we want to get our point across of how we feel about something. And if you are in that situation where you are using violent words, you're putting your hands on your spouse, um, whatever else it may be, just understand that you're creating an image in your child's mindset 
of oh this is how couples interact well so, and, and that's it's not how, the way and that's how some women grow up thinking that it's okay to be to, physically abused to tolerate by some of that stuff a guy because they might have seen it growing up and that's and, and they think it's acceptable and that's and the warp, not. that's the warp vision and that's the warp example mm-hmm. that we want to battle against right so that it doesn't become that right you know again just if you get nothing else out of this video podcast whatever we're doing today get this right here that your life your marriage is not just about you or even if you're dating even preparing for marriage yes your relationship is just not about you i mean so you have other people watching you watching you to see if you're gonna fail and watching you to see if you're gonna be victorious in this thing Make sure you're being a good witness with your relationship to those that are around you. That's good. And we're going to even take it all the way back to seriously dating couples. Seriously dating Whether you're couples. seriously dating or engaged, you have an obligation mm-hmm. to fulfill the great commission, to fulfill your purpose in a relationship as far as being fruitful and multiplying by being an example. Mm-hmm. Man, because we need, again, modern day examples as it relates to a seriously dating couple. We need modern day examples as it relates to an engaged couple. We need modern day examples as it relates to a married couple. You know how um, some young teenagers in high schools could look at like a 21 year old or 22 year old couple that's dating, is serious about the things of God and conducting and carrying their relationship the right way. And then 15 and 16 in high school saying, yeah. I like the way they carry themselves. I like the way yeah, like, they're I doing their relationship. Right exactly. I want a relationship like that. When I'm 21, when I'm 22 and I start dating or whenever, I want to have a relationship like that. Yeah. People don't, the young people don't look at it like that, but that's how they should look at it. Yeah, but we need those examples. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, right now, and I guess it makes it tough when so many relationships are put on social media mm-hmm. because that brief image make it it's look all, like it's all they have. Yeah, they, that brief image makes it look like, oh man, they got a great relationship, but you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, and, I, they, and I have to say, I, I, I'm at, I'm guilty for not wanting to do the videos because I feel like it's a fad and everything, but I understand that we have a purpose to fulfill. So we will do the videos when we need to do the videos. But I was like, no, I don't want to do the videos. I don't want to be like everybody else. I'm always the one that don't want to get caught up in the get with or trying to keep up with. I want to do stuff because I know this is what God is calling us to do. Not because everybody is doing it on social media. But here's a good part about it though. But you can do it because you're doing it with the right motive. And in you doing it with the right motive and you fulfilling the scripture as it relates to going to all the world. Mm -hmm. Man, going into all the world means we got to go into even social media. Yeah, We got to go into, you know, these different avenues that are out there. So I apologize, social media, for not (laughs) wanting to be on social media because everybody's on social media. Yeah. That's something I'm working on. Right, so I'm not perfect. We're, we're fulfilling Mark 16 and 15. We're also fulfilling, you know, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, with the, the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Go into again all the world and make the same. Go into the world and go into media land, huh? But that's part of the world. That, that's <laughs> where they are. So, hey, we're willing to make our relationship open and vulnerable to be that example for others to follow. And we encourage you all to fulfill the Great Commission and not just get into relationships 
just for, oh, we look good on social media or get into a relationship because, oh, you know what? We can put our resources together and we can make a lot of money and it's going to look good, you know, on social media. No, get together because there is a purpose that you all have for your relationship that's going to be able to bless somebody else. Just know that you being blessed is not just for you. You're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. I wish I could remember what that pastor was saying about your gifting and your calling. That's all right. God will give it to you. And we'll do it on the next time we do a video. Okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we hope that this has been a true blessing to you all today. Like I said, if you don't get anything else out of this, get these three things. That one, God wants you to fulfill your very purpose and the plan as it relates to your relationship, whether you're seriously dating, married, or engaged. Married or engaged. And that is being fruitful and multiplying and duplicating your positive relationship and in relationship with others. And then again, I'm going to say it again. The Great Commission is going back into being and making disciples. God needs you. My pastor used to always say this. Plumbers use pipes. Electricians use wires. But God uses people. God needs your relationship in order for you to fulfill, in order for him to fulfill the very example of what it means to be in a relationship the same way he is with us. Amen. And then don't forget Mark 16 and 15, baby. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. gospel. And that is in social media as well. Hey, be blessed. Have a blessed and productive week. And we'll see you soon. Have a great evening. Have a great evening.